Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 99 The Game and 99thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw flying solo on this Sunday morning. Glad you're letting me ride along with you. Beautiful sunrise outside with nine floors up here in the Kia Studios here in wonderful Midtown Atlanta. Got Eric Slaughter, other side of the glass, and Greg Clarkson will be back with us uh, next week. Of course, we talked earlier about some things that took place. The Braves getting the win. They're going to go for a sweep today out in Colorado. Um, there will be four straight games. They, they got a winning streak going on. That is great things. Atlanta Dream playing later on today. Uh, 3 p.m. at the Gateway Center uh, down in College Park taking on Indiana Fever. And you want to go out and get behind them because they've been selling out at home. They've been playing very well. They dropped one Friday night to Chicago. Uh, they want to bounce back and get back in the win column this afternoon. I'm sure they want folks to come out there and get behind them. And we're going to talk about that a little bit with uh, Terrell Thomas coming up in the next hour. Adam Alexander is going to talk NASCAR. Different flavor for NASCAR this week out in St. Louis. That's coming up next. But as promised, this hour we're going to spend some time with someone I always enjoy talking with. And she's got something very special going on that she wants us to be aware of. Uh, three-time Olympic gold medalist, just Olympic legend, and just all-around wonderful person to talk to and be with, Gail Devers. Uh, welcome back to Sports Radio 929 The Game. How are you this morning? Doing great. Always great to hear your voice. And um, thank you for, for spending some time and taking a break from uh, being out on the track because you're still on the track, but you're working with some, some young folk. And um, how, how's that been going? What's that been like for you? It's been good. You know, I've been, I always tell people I was volunteered to come out there and work with some kids. Um, but they're, they're, you know, a great group of kids. I, I just think that if you have knowledge, you're supposed to give it back. And then it's, it's rewarding to see them accomplish some of their goals. So that's what we're working towards. We're going to keep doing it um, and looking to have some great, great performances. Absolutely, absolutely. You know all about great performances, and uh, obviously throughout your career, you you had some stumbling blocks, some things that kind of got in your way, some setbacks, and I think that's the thing that makes people look at you and say, man, the things that she overcame uh, to get where she got and be this simple and be this great champion. Um, and, and this is something you want to make people aware of right now. You have a, a nickname, thyroid eye disease, uh, you want to call people's attention to it. Explain what it is and, and how it works and what effects does it have. Okay. Well, so most people do know my story of uh, Graves' disease and my journey of, you know, I started losing a lot of weight, 
rapidly at my worst. I was like 79 to 82 pounds, uh, hair falling out, nails breaking, just all kinds of stuff, could not run. And it took me two and a half, almost three years to be diagnosed. So once I was diagnosed with my Graves' disease, you know, my whole goal was to get back on track. I wanted to catch up to the old Gail Devers, and two and a half, three years is a long time. But in addition to that, I was having issues with my eyes. Um, you know, they were bulging, they were red, they were, um, they wouldn't close all the way when I slept. So all these things I just attributed once I was diagnosed that, okay, that just must be residual effects of my Graves' disease, and I should just be happy to be alive and you know, just figure out how to deal with it. But progressively, they were getting worse. Even when I ran hurdles, they were blurry, you know, and I just know, well, hurdles, you run in rhythm, so I'm good. But 30 years, it's 30 years, and I'm still having issues with my eyes. And it wasn't until last year that I found out that I have something called thyroid eye disease. So I named him Ted. You know, I'm like, okay, you're unwanted. I didn't want you here. And, you know, it's crazy that I didn't know and that it's related to Graves' disease, but it's separate. So you have to be treated by a separate TED specialist, like a oculoplastic surgeon or a neuro-ophthalmologist. And so I need people to know that you should not have to go through this. You know, I, I said it before with my Graves' disease that I suffer, nobody else should have to suffer, and I'm still suffering to the point that I don't drive at nighttime because the oncoming cars, the lights are blinding. So... Nobody should have to do this. I know people who have TED, and it's very debilitating. They cannot work. There's certain things that they cannot do. So I partnered with Horizon Therapeutics, and we're bringing the first ever Listen to Your Eyes mobile exhibit to Atlanta next Sunday. And I want people to come out because I tell people, if you have Graves' disease, up to 50% of people with Graves' disease may develop thyroid eye disease. But you, don't, you may not know it. So you have to, you know, I, not a single doctor ever told me about it. And so when you have knowledge, you're supposed to spread that knowledge. So I need people to pay attention to your eyes. And, and I, I'm thanking you for allowing me to come on to talk about this because nobody should have to go through this. And, and the only way to do that is, is, is knowledge. And so I keep telling people I'm running a relay. I ran a relay, you know, for the United States. Now I'm running a relay for the world, and I'm passing the baton to you. You're passing that information to everybody else, and, and it's going to save somebody's quality of life. Folks, we're pleased to be spending some time this morning on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Olympic legend Gail Devers. And she is social. You can find her on Twitter at I'm Gail Devers. At I'm Gail Devers. You, you, you were there a lot of things, and we're going to get into something I saw you got posted at the pin at the top of your Twitter um, that, 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 that was pretty amazing. This event coming up next Sunday, where is it going to be and, and where can people get more information? What time is it taking place? And are you, go, are, are you going to be there? Oh, I'm definitely going to be there. It's, uh, it's called the Listen to Your Eyes mobile exhibit. And our stop in Atlanta is next Sunday, June 12th from 10 to 5 at Atlantic Station. And I'll be there um, in the booth from like 12 to 4. So definitely come out. There's there's different things. What we're trying to do is, is empower people. You know, what I did, I told people, I ended up, you know, when I ran, one of the things that got me through running was writing. And I all I love to write. So I wrote, you know, I still have sticky notes. I write my goals down. I sign them. And so I used to write in my journals. And so what I recently did was once I found out that I was diagnosed with a TED, I wrote a Dear Ted letter. And it was very empowering for me to be able to tell Ted he's got to go, that he's been unwanted. It's like having a guest in your house that you didn't want for 30 years. 
um, just to let him know that I'm taking my power back and I'm regaining my self-control over all of that. And so we want people to be able to band together in communities. I know when I was going through my Graves' disease, if I had, you know, been able to talk to people going through the same thing, it helps you, especially with mental uh, uh, mental health awareness and trying to, you know, you, you're in a dark spot. And when you don't have answers, it's like somebody putting you in a box and then them sitting on top of the box and inviting other people to sit on top of it and not letting you out no matter how much you scream. So it's it's a way for us to take that power back to say, okay, you know what? Now I know what this is, and I'm going to work towards getting my life back on track, for real. I always tell people I'm a sprinter, and yet going through my illness and all the, the things that I've had health-wise, I've taken the marathons route, and that's not where you want to go. I want to get to the finish line or through the finish line quicker. Yeah, yeah. So spending time with one of the all-time greats um, in track and field, and I uh, wanted you to come out and join with her next Sunday at Atlantic Station. i got to ask you a little something about the, the last couple of years. Um, and how difficult it has been for those who compete today in in the in your area and and uh, with the track teams with the on and off again and the planning and not planning for Olympics. I mean, how difficult was it for you to watch, knowing what the the um, the, the USA team and all the teams were going through uh, on again off again preparations, whether or not Olympics were going to be played, and then to go and have limited spectators. I know that's something that you guys thrived on being in those big stadiums filled with uh, filled with spectators. Right. You know what? And, and that's an interesting question that you asked that because it, I think twofold, um, you know, since I don't compete anymore, I've become a, a big fan of my sport, you know, and I've always said I wanted to do that. But then thinking back, you know, the pandemic didn't just affect those athletes. It affected all of us, you know. So imagine the unsurety and the uncertainty of what's going to happen next one way or the other. As an Olympian, yes, you understand the Olympics come around maybe supposedly every four years, now five on on that front. But the uncertainty of not knowing if it's going to happen, what's your normal, you know, you have a normal routine that you go out, you train, you do this, you do that, you lift weights. Now everything's shut down. You've got to figure out where do I train? Can I still train? Am I going to be able to get to my coach? The one good thing is is Zoom and, you know, that you can FaceTime and show so people learn and and I always talk about champions champions are not made they're born you already have that within you whether it is in any walk of life and so what people had to figure out was how to still accomplish those goals that they had set for themselves so you saw people working out at home you saw them working out in the street you know um, any and everywhere just to get the the get the job done because if they were going to have the Olympic Games, it was going to be spur of the moment. Yes, it's going to happen. And then it could be shut down the, the next second. So it is about being ready. And I think that holding back is almost like having caged, you know, that you were caged up. And once they open the gates and re- release you, like with, with horses, and they release the horses, they're ready to go. And I think that as athletes, that, that what, that's what comes through. And you, you saw some great performances because people have been waiting to compete. They have been waiting. I mean, not willingly, but that's what they had to do. And, and once you get a chance to get on that stage, they went out and, 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 they, and they let it all out, even though, you know, in front of a limited spectator. You, you, because when you're preparing for something at the Olympics, I know that's the thing that's also in your mind. You're, you're visualizing success, but you're also visualizing everything 
that comes with that whole experience, and you've lived it a number of times, and uh, to find that it wasn't there had to be very, very difficult for those who were competing. Let me talk about about, about, you, about the, the, this generation coming up competing, and you got a couple of folks, uh, you, your children, who are out there competing. How, how, what, how do you relate those things to them at, at this stage of, of, of your life and of their lives? Only Eric will lose her. She's still there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I don't know what, what what happened there. We lost for a minute, but just uh, how do you explain it to to, uh, to to your kids and and people of their age that that you work with, um, getting prepared for it now? Uh, you know, now it's, it's just about. I, I tell people what practice is is rehearsal for the main event, with and what that means to me is when we go to practice. You know, it's like putting deposits in the bank. You can't go to the bank and make a, a a withdrawal if you didn't put anything in. And so we're saving. We're saving. We're putting in uh, deposits every time we go to practice so that we're waiting. And when you get to a meet, no matter what stage it is, the Olympics, state, uh, regions, whatever, it may be at a different venue, but the idea is still the same. And when you get there, you want to be able to pull out that black card and spin, 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 because it's like, you know, I like to say you're only as good as your last performance, so you got to make it count. And I love watching these kids understand that, and you see them get out there, you know, every time they get out. And it's a personal thing. Success is what you make it. It's not – it doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, get all the money or own the company or come in first. It means that you have to be a winner. The the winner is by your efforts, which means that you just give 110% effort and you are a winner. And my best example to them is that, you know, I went to the Olympic Games and my goal was to get across the finish line and I failed in the hurdles. I mean, you can Google Gail Beaver's famous fall, you know, but I will take it to my grave that I was successful because I did all that I could do to get across that finish line. Always, always giving her best, folks. We Please spend some time with Gail Devers this morning. Always great catching up. Once again, tell us the, the, the name and the location and time for the event next week, and people can actually can actually meet you there. Yes, please come. Please come and talk to me. I will be there. It's called the Listen to Your Eyes Mobile Exhibit, exhibit and it is uh, June 12th, next Sunday, from 10 to 5 at Atlantic Station. I will be there from 12 to 4. If you want more information, you can visit thyroideyesontheroad.com. This is our first stop, but we plan on I plan on hitting it all, you know, and I really just want people, even if it's not you, I tell people, you're going to come in contact with somebody complaining of some of these same symptoms. And like I talked about that relay, you're part of this relay team now. I'm, I'm incorporating the, the world as my relay uh, teammates, and we got to help save people's quality of life. Fantastic, fantastic. Gail, always doing amazing things. Always great catching up with you, and I uh, look forward to yeah. stopping by and, and saying hello next Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Look forward to seeing you, and thank you so much for allowing me to come on. Good morning, everyone. I know you're flying solo, fam, so keep it up. You're doing a great job. <laughs> all right, all right. That is Gail Devers, uh, just a treasure, and uh, lives here in our area, uh, Olympic legend, and uh, still passionate and still wanting to win and wants you to come out and win with her next week at Atlantic Station. All right, speaking of winning and being on a track, how about a different track? NASCAR getting set to roll for the first time in St. Louis, and it's a different flavor out there, y'all. Adam Alexander's coming up next on this Sunday morning. Sam Crenshaw with you. Eric Slaughter, other side of the glass. 
uh, on this Sunday morning here at Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929 thegamecom Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929 thegamecom Sam Crenshaw with you. Um, 9-4 is up in the Kia Studios here in Midtown and man. NASCAR is rolling in a new place uh, after last week being in a very familiar place. A race that almost lasted all night. Uh, now they're in somewhere different. It's a totally different flavor and a different vibe. But the place is sold out. St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis area is welcoming NASCAR this weekend. And but there's so much I want to know about this thing, the things that I'm reading and seeing. And a guy who knows it all is joining us down the waitfor.com hotline. Always great to be joined by Adam Alexander from FS1 and uh, Fox NASCAR coverage. Adam, good morning. Yes, Sam. How are you, man? Good to be with you. You're doing great. You, you recovered from the longest night last last Sunday night. My goodness, that was that was a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was, and uh, you, you know, it was the third longest race in NASCAR history by time, and that doesn't include the the 20 minute red flag or whatever it was when Chris Busher flipped down the front straightaway. And, and it was the longest ever by mileage. Uh, the Coke 600 with a couple of overtimes ended up being 619.5 miles. So we did make history on Sunday night. It was a long night, but an entertaining one. I, I don't remember uh, a Coke 600 that had that many twists and turns where the racing was that competitive throughout. And at the end of the day, you finish in double overtime and Denny Hamlin gets his second win of the year. Yep. Very impressive at the end. But, man, like you said, a lot of plots and subplots uh, to that one uh, last uh, last Sunday night. Now we go to somewhere new and somewhere different for the first time. St. Louis. First of all, how did you feel when you found out they were going to be going to a, a new place um, for, 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 for a Cup Series race? Well, I think the one thing you've seen with NASCAR and their scheduling in the last, you know, two or three years is they've gotten out of the box and the emphasis has been placed on new markets and when you think about the regions of the country that that nascar has been visiting over the years you know there hasn't been a lot of movement and and i feel like with steve phelps in in charge and ben kennedy getting involved that the the one thing that they have made a key is is getting to new places and introducing nascar at the highest level uh, to new fans and st louis checks an enormous box as you know being a sports guy St. Louis is an awesome sports town, and they are a passionate fan base for whatever sport they're following. And you you felt like because that's a good region for local motorsports, a lot of good dirt tracks in that area, this could be a hot spot for NASCAR. And and so NASCAR added it to the schedule, uh, what was always known as Gateway International Raceway, right across the river from St. Louis and Madison, Illinois, has gone through some changes. And they have really upgraded this track uh, just outside St. Louis. And that growth, I, I believe, will continue now that they have a cup date and they'll uh, add the infrastructure. And, and to me, there's tremendous opportunity for growth. But the big deal is getting to new markets. And, and this is going to be a, a huge day for NASCAR in that regard. So for spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Adam Alexander. We always look forward to it on Sunday mornings on race days. And uh, you can find him. He is social. On Twitter at Adam Number One Alexander at Adam Number One Alexander. All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to get to something that, that I didn't wasn't aware of, and that is the ownership of this track. I do believe this is the first time 
that, that a Cup Series race is going to be held on a track that is owned by an African-American, basically, and an African-American business. Um, and, and we've seen a concert, a music fest that has had everybody from Cole Swindell to Nelly. I think we've had Wynton Marsalis or the Symphony Orchestra. It, it's, it's, it's just been this different type thing. Talk a little bit about that, though. When you talk about reaching new folks and showing people the commitments uh, to, to, to diversity and to various communities and opportunities through NASCAR, I think you see a lot of that embodied in what we're going to see today. There's no question about that. And, and I go back to last week here at Charlotte. They had always done Speed Street in downtown, uptown Charlotte, the, the week of the races. And with COVID, some of that changed. And they decided to bring that back and not only bring it back, but bring it back to the racetrack. And that gives fans so much more. And you open yourself up to so many more people because you're giving them something beyond the race. And you touched on some of the musical acts and the entertainers that we're going to see in and around St. Louis this weekend that are all a part of this race weekend. That's what it's all about finding ways to bring in people that, that maybe wouldn't have otherwise been there for the race, give them a concert, and then an oh, by the way, stick around and, and watch this new sport that maybe you've never been a part of before. And, and so I, I think the vision has been a really good one. And all these tracks are really starting to understand. It is, it is more than just the race. And, and we've seen that for a long time. In, in so many sporting venues and so many different sports, you've got to entertain fans beyond the competition itself. And I feel like St. Louis uh, has gotten their arms around that as, as well as, as anyone. And, and you know as well as I do, Sam, you get one chance to make a first impression. And this is a huge opportunity for this racetrack, but I think they are doing so many things well to make a tremendous first impression that this will not just be a one and done. It will merely be the foundation for tremendous growth into the future and, and being a part of, of NASCAR for many years to come at the highest level coming in there and, and seeing the cup cars race uh, just outside St. Louis. Drivers have had to get used to a, a, a place that they hadn't been there in the past and like you said, there have been a lot of upgrades to it. we got Chase Briscoe and Austin Sendrick making up the front row of this grid, and the fours look like they like this course more than the others. Of course, that's just for qualifying and maybe for practice. What will this course drive like for people who watch it today? What course do you go to that say, well, it will remind people of this place or, the, or another place? A lot of people comparing it to, to Phoenix and, you know, of course, Chase Briscoe won there. So the fact that he's on the pole probably, you know, is, is not surprising. Uh, and, and of course, you know, the, the reason you say Phoenix is it's kind of, you know, it's a mile and a quarter. It's not, not a mile. Phoenix is a mile, but it's flat. And, and so there are some similarities in, in the way this place drives and, and what it takes to get around, you, you know, the shape, uh, looks a lot like Darlington. It's kind of an egg shape. It doesn't race anything like Darlington, uh, not the tire wear that, that you have at Darlington. Uh, but but it does look a little bit like Darlington. Maybe you, you introduce a, a little bit of New Hampshire. It's, it's maybe got a, a bit of a feel of what we will see when we go to that track later this summer. So those are some of the, the best comparisons. And, you know, of course, it's the first cup race here, but, but many drivers have, have been to St. Louis in the past and raced 
and either the truck or, or years ago in the Xfinity series. And, and I think there are nine drivers entered today that have won a race at St. Louis in either the truck or Xfinity series. So, you know, I, I don't know what that experience means with this new car. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that, that, you know, that, that old success is going to match up with what we'll see on track today, but probably better looking at, at the results from a place like a Phoenix and New Hampshire in the past and the guys that have been there probably will have an opportunity to go out and be uh, very successful this afternoon. We talk about the guys who are on the front row, but I really like to watch these guys who are on row two, Christopher Bale and, and Tyler Reddick and what they've been doing. And Dave Blaney has, has been up there and contending in recent weeks. Could we see the winner come from one of those three? I, you, you could, for sure. And and those are three drivers that are looking for their first win of the year. And, and all of them, given the, the winners that we're having, probably feel like a, a win <laughs> – would would be a good thing, not only because you always want to win, but man, it could get dangerous down toward the end of the summer as you start to, you know, try to find your way into the playoffs. And you know, Tyler Reddick had a really good Coke 600, scored a bunch of stage points, and got himself back above the cut line. So he's got a little playoff breathing room right now. Uh, but they've been inconsistent, so I, I feel like he's the one that probably needs the win the most to ensure a playoff position. Christopher Bell has just been red hot lately. And, and the one difference he has been able to make in, in his program is just qualifying. He's been the best qualifier all year from a consistency standpoint. He just always seems to make that final round of qualifying, which is why he's starting up front again today. And and you mentioned, you know, Ryan Blaney is, is a driver that you just say, when's it going to happen? I mean, he, he wins the all-star race. Uh, of course, that doesn't count to get him into the playoffs, but but I do feel like that, that Blaney is on the verge. And the one thing we saw consistently uh, in practice on Friday, those Penske cars are really, really good. Austin Sendrick starting on the front row. Joey Logano also made the final round of, of qualifying. So you keep an eye on, on those two with teammate Ryan Blaney. And, and if any of those three were to win today, I don't think we'd be surprised. Folks are spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Adam Alexander. Keeps eye on all things uh, NASCAR, obviously part of the racing crew for Fox Sports and uh, NASCAR coverage. Uh, what do you have for us in pregame? Anything we watch for in the, in the, in the pre-race show? You know, we, we did a, a fun piece with Kevin Harvick and his kids. And uh, Kevin is just so much fun, and, and his kids are too. And they were racing go-karts. So we'll have that on, on race day today at, at 2. I'm looking forward to, to being a part of that piece with Kevin. And, and ironically enough, Kevin won his first ever Xfinity race at St. Louis in July of 2000. And that is when I did my audition for uh, MRN radio, which is really what introduced me to, to network level broadcasting in the NASCAR world. So that was a, a connection that we didn't realize we had. Uh, we discovered that uh, when we were out doing this piece, but we'll look forward to spending a little time with Kevin on a pre-race today uh, and, and another driver that is from the Ford camp that could very well go out and make a play looking for his first win of the year at St. Louis. Always. The guy is always, always a contender. I don't know if you heard what we did down here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Of course, we just had graduations. Um, you know, it's been graduation time all, all over. And, uh, you know, like the last two uh, years or so, the graduations have been going on, you know, as usual. Uh, back, you know, not people driving through or whatnot. But – uh, in the in the community in the, in Henry County, the area where Atlanta Motor Speedway is, each in that they had graduations for each of the schools there at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and as they got, and, and they, you, was that? 
No, no, go ahead, Sam. Sorry. And, 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 and as they got their diplomas, they got a ticket to come to the to come to the summer race, Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I mean, you talk That's about getting, you talk about getting new fans. Uh, you know, here's some young people, and they're getting their getting their diplomas, and they got tickets to come out and enjoy NASCAR when when they come back uh, for the Quaker State 400. That's great, and and I know the racetracks have been big in utilizing their facilities for graduation through COVID, and and you know some of the not being able to to be indoors and all that when we went through it with the pandemic. So it's great that these racetracks have embraced the schools, and then turning it around and saying, hey, come back and see us again. And, and come to the racetrack. That's awesome. And I know St. Louis did many uh, promotions with the local community to try to get fans out for both the truck race yesterday and the cup race today. And as you mentioned, sold out today. So I think the atmosphere will be outstanding. Before I let you go, you got to tell me something about this guy from Marietta that won the truck race yesterday, Corey Hamish. It's the second time he's won this year, right? Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I think he's got a lot of talent. I, I was watching that truck race with Trevor Bain yesterday because Trevor was doing the Xfinity race with us and, and we were on after the truck race and Trevor was singing his praises. And, uh, you know, that's, to me, that's the sign of, of a true compliment when one of your fellow competitors recognizes your talent and, and Trevor certainly did with Corey and, uh, you know, he's driving good equipment and that always helps. But, but at the end of the day, the driver's got to go out and get it done. And, and he did. And as you mentioned, that's his second win and could be the, the next star that we're talking about uh, down the road in NASCAR. Be nice. He's from our neck of the woods. We love to have that happen, Adam. We thank you so much for the for, for spending some time with us on, on this Sunday morning and a, and, and a busy busy week and a new venue. Uh, looking for great things to happen, a great show, and look forward to seeing you with the story with Kevin Harvick a little later on today. Yes, sir. Thanks, and uh, it's always great to be with you, Sam. Enjoy your Sunday. All right. That is Adam Alexander from FS1. Uh, he'll be a part of the pre-race coverage. You get to see him spending some time with with Kevin Harvick. The day before the race gets started out in St. Louis. It's a new and different place, new and different energy uh, at this stop. So it's going to be something curious to watch to see how that all comes out later on today. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get into some things that Greg would normally get into with you. Casting call, not a full casting call, but some of the things he'd love for us to pass along to you until he comes back with the big one next week. Okay, that's it. And headed for the 9 o'clock hour as well. You stay with us now. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game at 92.9thegame.com. We're available everywhere on Odyssey. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, and usually, if you're with us on Sunday mornings at this stage, Greg will do the casting call. And let people know about the opportunities to get involved in uh, productions and, and get some of this money that's in town. If you, you're driving around our city, if you're new to our city or haven't been living here long, and you ride around some sections of town, uh, you see the orange uh, pylon in the street with a little yellow sign with the arrow pointing in a certain direction. That's kind of telling you there's a production going on somewhere around there. The production, or maybe the base camp, that maybe where everybody's parking, and then going to the location for the shoot. Um, it doesn't mean let's go over here and see who's doing this movie. Yeah, that's the other thing, you know. They're not welcoming to come over there and stop and gawk and watch what they're doing. They're, they're, they're working. Yeah, it's they're busy. working. You know what I mean? And so um, I know Greg would always say, "Let's go to who you got in your movie this week." No, 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 no. You don't go over there. These people are working, mm-hmm. and time is money. But speaking of money, it's an opportunity for you to do some of that, and that's what we do with the casting call 
each week with Greg. He has a number of things. Um, and we will listen. We'll run about a little, a couple of a couple, a couple of them for you. But Eric, you you were thinking of some things going into this segment. Well, of course, you know, whenever Greg is here and we miss our buddy, he always will say, "Eric, start the segment with this song," and get it in touch with the first beginning of my inner Greg. I brought us in with the. You know, did you recognize that song? Is there a certain movie that came, that came from? Not movie, but here, let me see if I if it's still playing. See if I can give you a little bit more of it. I remember the song. You remember the song? Yeah, Who's yeah. the artist? All right, give you a hint. He might be filming something around here. He's one of the biggest guys in Hollywood. So that was uh, the original song by Mark Wahlberg as when he used to go by Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Okay. So happy okay. birthday. You know, you know how Greg is with his birthdays. Yes. Happy 51st birthday. Wow. To Marky Mark. Wow. And the funky bunch. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now he is the the mega oh, Hollywood man. star that mega he star. is. Big star. I'm I'm assuming he's filmed some filmed some movies here. He's oh, had he to, to have filmed Transformers was done here a couple of them, right? Yeah, and he's so. he's in some of those, isn't he? You know, I mean, yep. if, if I get, I mean, I love when I go to uh, like Wikipedia or something, and I say, oh, let me look at this guy's portfolio of movies and then they got to go to a whole nother page just to list right, right, all right. the movies that they've been in i mean That's if you go to work. his filmography page yep you know and i mean to think the way he started as a i will call him like a b type actor who would have thought that he would come i mean when you start going down the list of Hollywood megastars, you know, that's a list. And he, he's not that far down the list. Yeah, yeah, he's but, on yeah. it. He's 50, on it. 50, he's on 51 today. 51 years old. The shape that dude stays in. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that I mean, too. He, he has a – I've seen many uh, little documentaries on him. He has a serious workout regimen that he stays on all the time. You know, and you know where that pays off because his phone always rings. Yeah. Well, you he's know, a very, 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 very diversified actor. He, yeah. You know, when he first kind of got started, he was always kind of like the the bad boy type. You know, little little thug, little maybe a criminal. But of course, now he's he's a cop. He's a he's a love interest. He's a dad. You know, he does the family stuff, the action stuff. So, happy birthday, Mark Wahlberg. That's does my it all. that's the beginning of my inner Greg. Now that's you keep beginning. going, and I got some more for you. Okay, okay, okay. We go to cast the call. Of course, you go to the website uh, www.odyssey.com slash ninety two nine the game. Uh, slash local slash casting call. Your full casting call says we'll come back in a few weeks. Uh, we ask this one for minors. School's out, and sometimes you want to make that kid go to work. Or maybe the kid may be saying, hey, I hear about this is going on. I heard one of my schoolmates saying that they're going to be an extra. How can I be an extra? Okay, well, first of all, all extras must have a certificate number from the Georgia Department of Labor. No minor can work on any film or TV set without that certificate number. And to receive it, you have to go to www.dol.state.ga.us and get that filled out and get that for sure. And that will allow uh, the minor to go in. Because sometimes they, you're looking for teenagers. Or sometimes they're looking for, for grade school age kids. Sometimes they're looking for toddlers or babies for different roles. They come in to be extras and do some things. How to submit yourself or your vehicle as an extra a lot of things you would do, extras casting Atlanta or casting TaylorMade, CL casting, you know, some of the places they're looking for, for the Tammy Smith casting, Katret casting. And Greg talks about, especially all of them, Rose Lock, 
and what they're looking for. Go to the websites and then the generic version, it would say casting directors email or link to their website. Three current pictures, head, waist up, full body. No glamour shots because a lot of people think, oh, I want to look great. I'm going to be in this production. I got to go and get some special photos. Mason, don't do that. Now, if you're posting a picture for a certain role, you may want to dress up in something that will look like the role if it is specific. But we're talking really people just get themselves in the database. And I think with something that Greg always says, just get yourself and send the pictures in, get in some databases from some of the casting directors. They're always looking for new faces, and they know that they find, they know that being here in the metro Atlanta area, there are a lot of new faces, people who want to do things. Like I said, school is out, and it's a great chance to get yourself into a database and get called on to be an extra. Uh, regarding pictures, dress as po- possible for the role, uh, give you stats, that's height, weight, sizes, clothing that you wear in case they have some clothing that they would like for you to wear in that role. Sometimes they say bring your own, but they may have some attire for you to suit you up when you get there. Uh, your contact information, make sure that is accurate. Very important, let the casting directors know the exact days you're available to work. And Greg kind of got me caught up in one because the last time, it's been a couple of months now, he, he you know, kind of got me in, in the consideration for something and I had, a, I had a conflict, so I couldn't go and do it. And so I told the people that I can't do it. I said, I said, Greg, please tell them, you know, I, I would like some other opportunity, but it's a day I'm already committed to to be somewhere at that time. And hopefully they'll call me back um, again when they have something else. But I did. I got the call. I, I got the email and everything and what it was all. And it's pretty exciting stuff when you get that. It, it really is. Uh, let the casting directors know that when you're available. And what's very important here is, is to properly fill out the subject line of your email. You know, if you write for the role, someone will call you. You don't have to go and call them, hey, did y'all get my stuff, whatever. They got you. If they need you, your role, they will let you know. Uh, anybody can be an extra, no matter age, shape, size, ethnicity. There's always a project uh, that's on the board or being done where they're looking for someone that looks just like you. So remember that. And be patient. You know, productions have multiple moving parts, and sometimes the times may change. Or if you have some weather or some type of setbacks, um, you know, you know. And, and once again, don't call the casting director after a few days asking about that role. Again, if they want you, someone will call. I'm going to give you Greg's information. You want to reach out to him and follow him on Twitter at GetCastWithGreg. Or you can email him at gregcloxon at odyssey.com uh, if you want to get more information. Now, I'll tell you what. Eric, I, I go places with Greg, and it, it always happens. It never fails. Somebody What's says, that? Somebody wants him to, to get him in a movie. Really? And it never fails. If I'm, I'm somewhere with him. I say, man, I can't take you anywhere. Well, then I guess we got to be uh, happy that he finds time to hang out with us on weekends. Busy I know, man, because he he, he, he's a busy guy. Yeah. And, but I week... won't be like Greg when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Greg. Yeah, yeah. You know, Greg, uh, he, what's he call him? He's got his nuggets. Yes. His nuggets of information. He says that sometimes about you two, you have your little nuggets of information. Yeah. So I got a few nuggets, nuggets. that I'm going to share with you and our listeners. Uh, a, a lot of good birthdays today. We know, of course, like I said, we already wished a 51st to my man, Marky Mark, and a funky bunch, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. And yep. uh, I like everything about him except for one thing. What's that? He he's a fan of those those teams up there in, in in the Northeast. Yeah, he is. He's a fan of all of them. He is. And uh, big time. G- give a birthday. I guess. I mean. I guess. I bet. You, I bet you these two guys are hanging out together because not only is it his birthday, but it's also Bob Kraft's birthday. 
Whoa. The owner of the New England Patriots. Yeah. Okay. 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 And, okay. I mean, it's okay. out there. I'm going to tell you how old he is. Okay. It's not like it's a secret. But Bob Kraft is a young 81 today. A young 81. You know, with a, a cool net worth of four plus billion dollars. Whoa. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. that, what do you get for a birthday present for someone who's worth billions something of dollars? Simple, something simple. Yeah. You, know. you, you, you can't go over the top anything that's going to, you know, impress yeah. them. Yeah. To me, somebody like that, you go simple. Gift card too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? You know what? Something like that. You something that 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 you make. Yeah. Okay. Something that you create. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what you do with somebody right. like that. One of my favorite R and B singers, Brian McKnight. Ah. Uh-huh. Turns uh, fifty three today. So happy birthday okay. to Brian McKnight. Okay. You know. Yeah. You know, you know, you can you can always bust that 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 line out to a lady. One's like a dream come true. <laughs> you you'll like this one, Sam. Okay. Tell me tell me what this guy meant to you when he did his infamous fist pump. John Carlos, American track and field. Oh my goodness. Turned Do- seventy seven. Doctor John Carlos. You know, I've talked with him not too long ago. Really? He lives here, doesn't he? Yes he does. Yeah. Yes he does. Yeah, okay. he, he, he and Tommy Smith both 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 live here in town. You know, so and uh just just tremendous. And yeah, you know what? If you talk with him, because think of what they did at 68 right. mm-hmm. and what we saw athletes do the last several years. Right, for social justice. It, yeah. it's, you know, it's something that warms his heart to talk about you. it because, you know, they're doing it in, in a way that in all the media that's evolved, it takes on a different spin. Mexico City was, was a wholly different thing, and those guys got kicked out of the Olympics and couldn't get jobs or anything. Right. We hail them as heroes now mm-hmm. so many years later. Um, but he's he's uh, he's thrilled to see athletes, as he used to always say, stand for something, right? You know, yeah. and so yeah, he he's uh, he's thrilled to see that these days. Okay, all right. And my last two little nuggets here, you know, c- kind of sad to think about them, but once again, historic things happened on this day. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the day that uh, President Kennedy got shot, June the fifth. June fifth, yeah. Unless this website, no, 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 that, this is his brother. So, Robert, well, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby, Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Well, president, one, one of those Kennedy. President Kennedy's on my dad's birthday. It's November, so yeah. okay. So, Bobby Kennedy. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, so Bobby, Kennedy, what was his biggest title? He was Attorney General. Mm-hmm. That's the the biggest title he ever heard ever held. Believe so, and Believe he so. was and he was a candidate, presidential candidate, presidential candidate. Okay, the and then this is also the day that President Reagan passed. Wow. President Reagan lived a long life. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, know, he did. Yeah, you know, he did. <laughs> I was one of those ones. I mean, I had heard of him, but like I said, you know, I always remember that uh, scene from Back to the Future when he says, well, who's the president in 1995? Ronald Reagan. The actor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? remember what, was he a good Western actor? Because he mostly did Westerns, right? Well, he was a bit very versatile. He did really? some Western, but some other things. And, okay. And actually, he's, one of the things he well. Became really known for people found out he got his roots in uh, doing play by play for baseball games. Really? Yeah. I knew I liked Reagan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The he Reagan air, the Ra- Reaganomics, all that and, good and, stuff. And, 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 a, and a college football player. Ronald Reagan played college football. Yeah. See? See, now you, you, you look, now you coming with the, <laughs> the tidbits of nuggets of information. Uh, I knew he was president in the 80s and, you know, and the economic boom that took. Going on oh doing his, you know yeah. that. That's yeah. when Wall Street really became Wall Street during during those times. Things right? really got things really got rolling. Well, see, well there you go. Yeah, Greg, we miss you, buddy. I hope we did you proud. <laughs> I hope we did you something great. I got a story too.
Um, just something else is happening because we didn't talk much golf this week, and uh, most of the stuff we're talking about is folks are mad off the course and whatnot. But the uh, U.S. Women's Open is going on, and um, they're, they're playing this tournament, and it's a place, uh, Southern Pines is in North Carolina, Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club. And if you could scroll way down the list on the leaderboard, is someone who won't be playing today. Um, that's because they missed the cut. But you go, it's Annika Sorenstam. Annika Sorenstam has, you know, played the U.S. Women's Open. And from what I read, a corner a report from the Associated Press, she's 51 years old. Of course, she stepped away from the game in 08. And it won everything, was winning all the money, was very dominant in the women's tour. 08, 14. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. She's been away that long. Wow. Wow. And so – She's out there playing this round of golf. And I, I think she may have been a little inspired by what she saw Tiger Woods do, share with his children this time around. So she's got her kids with her. And they're like 11, 12, something like that, 10, 11, 12. And they're standing outside the ropes. And she's lined up to hit a shot. And after she hits the shot, she's checking on them. You guys okay? Are you drinking water? Are you staying hydrated out here? You know, and she goes to another shot, comes yeah. in. You, you got enough sunscreen on? Yeah, yeah. You go, yeah. you know, I mean, I mommy mean, first, golf player second. When she was out there just kicking it during the yeah, 90s and early 2000s, right. yeah. she had none of that to worry about. Yeah. You know, I, I remember that debate during that time. It was like, who's more dominant? Is Tiger dominating the men's game more or is Annika dominating the women's game yeah, more? Yeah. Because she won everything. It was. You know, it was one of those things where it was either going to be her or Michelle Wee at, at, at that time. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, it was one of those. I remember when Larry they said Larry Bird should say Larry Bird should show up. It's like, okay, who's coming in second? <laughs> right, you right. know, and that's how it was for her. That's where it yeah, was. That's, that's how it was for wow, her. And she's crazy. out there allowing her kids to 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 share in the moment with her. Uh, but that's just funny to read that and say, you know, she's out there. She hit a shot and then come over and say, uh, you guys okay? You're all right. I'm like, wow. <laughs> One of the greatest ever, one of the greatest Hall of Fame. I mean, Hall of Famer legacy is set. Uh, but the idea she's coming out and getting a chance to play and, and compete with this generation uh, of golfers on the, on the women's tour. And I'm sure there's so many who grew up watching her and heard about her. They're just thrilled to have her come out there. If nothing else, be on the driving range just to go out and, and, and talk with her. They're probably taking pictures with her more than anything. Absolutely. And I bet she's still – the same thin in shape that she's oh, yeah. always ever been. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. she's always in phenomenal shape. But that's just funny. Annika Sternstam, the mom, out there uh, hitting the shot and checking on the kids, uh, playing the U.S. Open this week. Coming up, we're at the top of the hour. We're going to reset some things that we talked about today. Terrell Thomas is coming up in this hour. We're going to really focus on what's going on out in San Francisco tonight. Game two of the NBA Finals, Celtics, Warriors. We'll get his thoughts on that and more Talk about some Braves baseball as well when you continue with us here on this Sunday morning. Sam Crenshaw with you on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929 thegamecom Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.